five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Quadruple Overtime, episode four. Mama, we made it episode four. Yeah, we did. You tell your mama, your dad, your grandma. Yep, mamas and the papas. Everyone we want. Great band. Um, so we got a great show today. We have Sarah Tiana, and if I'm not mistaken, I think we get a special guest as well. If you want to hear the real stuff, the stuff people aren't going to want you to hear, you want to step into my mind, that's what's about to happen. Are you prepared? It is. It is not that dark. <laughs> I don't know what you were talking about. Are you prepared? Do you have the lights on? This is not a horror podcast. <laughs> what? Yeah, I tell some embarrassing stories. What is it, presented by Bloomhouse? <laughs> <laughs> Bloomhouse? You mean Blum, Blumhouse? Right? Is it Blum? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Presented by Bloomhouse, too. It's the what, a hardware store in Arkansas, <laughs> Bloomhouse or something? It's Jason and Bloom? It's not, yes, it's not yes. Jason Bloom, it's Jason Blum? Yeah, pretty sure, right? I don't know. <laughs> Clearly, I well, don't he's, know. He's referring to the famous horror film producer. They did get out. Yeah, yeah, he did get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, great. Let's do it. That joke went terribly wrong. <laughs> and now, welcome to the podcast. You probably have heard his voice before. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Have I ruined the surprise by coming in there? Came I, can't, I can't even let Dave do one intro. <laughs> came in a little too early. So hi, I'm Tyler Silvers, I'm the host of this podcast. You're introing yourself now? <laughs> I gave you the pause, you didn't think. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm starting over. Okay. And now, welcome to the podcast. You've heard his voice before, he's the host of the show, and has an upcoming series, Becoming Jeff. Ladies and gentlemen, Tyler Silvers. Hey everyone. So, hey. I'm going to get right to it. So, I'm when I was growing up, I was a pretty good athlete, but it was mostly basketball Baseball, little little football, but not like actual football, like football in the park, you know. Street football. Street football, exactly. But one one year, I think I was in eighth grade, and they were like, "Okay, you're doing all the sports." And um, all my friends, they wanted me to join the track team. They kept saying, "Like, hey, join the track team." And I was yeah, like, "All right, good. You know, I do all these sports. Tracks easy." So it's like your sports without the sport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tracks seems like it's just running around. Yeah, it should be easier than. So I signed up for the team, and I also, like, didn't really show up to the practices. They had practices. I'm like, what's, what is this? I could run at home. Like, why do I need to run with you guys? Yeah. You know? You can't practice running. Yeah. I mean, you can, but you don't need to be with all these people. I feel like anybody that took track very seriously is going to have such a problem with that statement that you can't practice running. You practice your form and the way you run and your mechanics. They should listen to the whole story. Because <laughs> I'm not saying this was a good idea. I'm saying it's what I did. But you know, there's a guy that can train every day that's true. with a team, and then there's a guy who can just get out of bed and say, like, oh, I'm faster than you. Yeah, that's like my life. Yeah. I, I, you know? the uh, It's called the white man's plight. <laughs> um, I've, I've spent millions training. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, no. Ever, ever watched the Olympics? It always ends with, like, there's just a pile of white guys that's in the back, back together. Yeah, oh, hey, Jimmy, good to see you every four years. Yeah, whoa, hey, nice. So I was like, oh, I sort, I sort of showed up for one track practice where we just, we ran by the highway, and then we just got to, like, a field, ran some more. It was all right. So then there's, they said, Tyler, so you're coming for the big track meet? I said, sure. And they're like, what events are you going to sign up for me? I'm like, all of them. 
And they are like, you sure? And I think they... So that, that means, like, hurdles, batons... Yeah, yeah everything. I said, Long jump? I said, time for everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I think because I was good at these other sports, they assumed I knew what I was talking about here. It's going to transfer. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely going to transfer. Yeah, yeah. So I show up to the track meet, and I, it was right after school. And I remember I was, like, uh, I was pretty hungry. I didn't have a big lunch or anything. And we get to the track meet at Icon Stadium, which is a stadium. Randall's Island. Randall's Island. So it's a real stadium. So there's a concession stand. So I didn't have, uh, I didn't eat that day. So I was pretty hungry. So I go to the concession stand. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. What other, like, I can't, when I go to a basketball game, I'm hungry. They don't have popcorn waiting the schools. For, yeah, they don't have it at the schools. So I go, and I see they have just, like, this giant cookie. Perfect. <laughs> so I buy this giant cookie and I start eating. Is it eating chocolate chip? Chocolate chip cookie. Big chocolate chip wrapped in like cellophane, you know. Take it. So I go down to like the... The, the track. The track. Where I go down to the track where everyone's standing. I'm eating my cookie. I'm almost done with it. And um, my coach, who was my basketball coach, is like, What are you doing? You have to run the 1600 right now. And I'm like, what? He's like, you, you signed up for the 1600. I was like, oh, well, I'm eating this cookie. Well, well you gotta go right now. So I had to run to the starting line. <laughs> like, I was running late. Never a good start. Yeah. So are you, like, wiping the crumbs So off? I'm wiping the crumbs. I don't, I think I, like, throw the cellophane on the ground. I still have the cookie in my mouth when I'm lining up with, like, all the people. You know, they're all doing the special. At the same time, could be intimidating. <laughs> Maybe. Like, this guy's coming yeah. in. Yeah, I'm that... eating the cookies. Uh -huh. I don't know like... what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. cocky mother. Yeah. This guy eating a cookie? Someone just brought him a glass of milk? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, I just burp, throw it on the ground. <laughs> And everyone's, you know, doing the correct form to starting race, and I, I don't know what I'm doing. So then they so they go, go! And they're off, and I start running. And I'm like, I'm like right in the middle, like right in the front. And I'm going, probably run a, qu a quarter of a mile almost. And just the most painful cramp from that cookie I'm like ever, just, I just went, oh! And everyone just starts, I stop running. Everyone what, just what you cramp within 10 seconds yeah. of the race? No, no, it's like a minute or a minute. Okay. So I run, I, no, oh, I got... excuse me, a full yeah, minute. Full minute. A good minute. A solidly ran minute. And um, Some ladies only need a minute. I like, I like that you're also saying it was the cookie, not your form of not practicing. <laughs> no, it was the cookie. I eat the cookie immediately. Oh, I shouldn't have eaten that cookie. And the, uh, Which is something my brother has not said maybe that often in his life. I don't usually regret eating a cookie. So then I just stop running. Oh, oh. I just walk off the track. <laughs> I just go. I just walk off. And I go to the middle of like the field that's in the middle of the track. And I just go. Oh, and I just lie down. <laughs> I just lie down. My gym teacher, runs, uh, the coach, runs up to me. What are you doing? And I was like, Oh, this cookie. I can't run it. And he goes like, No, you signed up. You have to like finish the race. I'm like, I don't have to finish the race. What rule is this? I, I can do whatever I want. I can leave right now if I want to. I don't have to do it. <laughs> so I hope this ended with like a really emotional slow motion. Your teammates carried you right. to the end. <laughs> so then about 10 minutes later, the cookie I digest and I'm feeling good. And um, the coach is like, okay, so you know, we signed you up for the relay race. Like 10 minutes later, I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> so I go and I see my friends in the track team. My friends, um, it was Sam. At this point, do you have friends on the track team? <laughs> it was Sam, it was Oren, and it was Aaron. And um, they were the team, and they were like, we're happy to have you as the fourth. We need that, like, anchor. Ooh, your anchor. Yeah, because, remember, I was, like, a good athlete, so they assumed I knew what I was doing. So they start the relay race, and I was like, okay, is there anything for me to know besides 
what it is. And they're like, well, you should know this. And they explain to me. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> like, you hand the baton to each other. Can't drop the baton, though. Yeah, you can't drop the baton. So, go! We go. They start running. First guy, second guy, third guy. And we're going well. They come to me. I'm getting it. They say, you gotta, like, start leading a little. Like, leading the guy. I grab the baton and start sprinting. Going really fast. I... I start beating, I see the guy next to him, I'm beating him, on the right, the other team, I'm beating them, and I'm going, and I go past the thing, and it, run past the finish line, we came in first, I, I won, uh, and I turn around, they're like, yeah, you completely went in front of every single runner, knocking them out of their tracks, you did not stay in your lane at all, your whole team's disqualified. <laughs> but that's how you beat them! <laughs> but I don't, you know, part of a race also... You know, intimidation, a little... Like, if I was in football, and the guys were trying to beat me, you know, you knock them well, over. Well, that's what track's really missing, is the physical components. Uh -huh. Wait, did you actually bump them? I didn't bump them, but I complete. I, like, crossed in front of them so they had to stop running, like, a few times I was told. I, my eyes were, like, closed when I was running. I don't know. <laughs> like, I opened my eyes a little to see me, like, you know, how close the race was. But, you know. And, um, so then we're disqualified. So, those are the first two ones. So my coach is just like, what? <laughs> what is this? Like you, he's like, okay, you got the hurdles now. And I said, oh, okay, cool. And he's like, have you ever done hurdles before? I'm like, no, but I, I get the idea of it. <laughs> You've seen hurdles. Yeah, I've seen it. And um, Life has hurdles. Yeah, so that's my four, my third competition. <laughs> then I go in and um, it's hurdles. And then I think the coaches, they're like, I feel like they were like, we have a feeling you're not taking this that seriously. <laughs> <laughs> If you're taking it seriously, you just don't know what is going to come. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I think in your mind, you're like, oh, hurdles, no big deal. Look, at, that race. look from my perspective, I ate a cookie. I ran real fast. <laughs> That's what I was expecting track to be. So then he's like, okay, hurdles. And um, we go, and the, I say, can you knock down the hurdles? And they say, yeah, it doesn't take, but you want to jump over them. I'm saying, yeah, but, you know, what, what happens, happens. <laughs> so they go... They go, go! I start running, and I start jumping the hurdles, and I'm seeing them like, you know, I feel like I could make better time. Start knocking down the hurdles, just running and jumping, knocking down all the hurdles. People are like, oh my god, what's that guy doing? I'm knocking them down, I go, go. And I finish, and um, I did okay. I think I got like 15th out of 200 or something, like 15th or 18th. I got 18th place. For my strategy, which wasn't that bad. I'd love to see that trophy. <laughs> yeah. Wait, don't they add the time if you knock down the hurdles? No. There's no detriment to knocking down hurdles. Really? Yeah. Or at least in this race. Yeah, at least in this one. <laughs> so, my strategy there, pretty good. <laughs> so I know you were doubting me earlier with my other check. So then the five, so then... Oh, well, that's the perfect example is like... Like, okay, well, first you said I can't leave my track and go to other people's track, but at least I should be able to knock down the one thing we have to jump over. Exactly. Right? Like, you know, they should, they should change the Look, when you're, when you're speaking in real life, people are looking for disruptors, right? In business and models, I the, was the track disruptor. Uh, <laughs> and so then they go to me and they say, all right, Ty, shot put time. And they were like, he's a big, strong kid. He's going to be great at shot put. I don't know any form, anything. I throw it once. I go, oh man, that hurts, and I'm just like, I, I don't really want to do anymore. And, I, and that was the shot putting. Did you do like the spin around and? No, no, you just. I just threw it. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was funny is my friend, who was the shot putter on the team, just threw it also without any thing. My friend Burson. Oh yeah. 
And he ended up coming in second place in, like, nationals without correct form or anything. He was just really strong. So strong. He was just a strong guy. But, I, you know, his, his technique didn't work for me. Because I, I asked him his technique. He said, throw it as hard as you can. And it didn't work for me. So uh, then finally... It doesn't sound like he practiced. <laughs> finally, the sun's coming down. And they're like, okay, you got the long jump left. And I go, okay, this is my redemption. <laughs> because everyone knows... I'm really good at jumping long. No, who knows? I don't know. I've never done this, really. And um, I, I've done spitting contests. I, I, would, I would say the only opportunity this has come forward in real life is like it's raining. Look at this puddle on New York City street corner. <laughs> yeah. How am I going to make this? You know? Yeah. So then I do the long jump and I try my hardest and I jump and I land. And the guy goes, uh, yeah, you stepped on the line. Ooh. I go, okay, okay, I'll go again. So I go again, I jump. I land. And the guy goes, yeah, he stepped on the line, disqualified, you get a zero. Oh, man. <laughs> and then I, that was it. <laughs> and then I left. And the thing is, my friends all turned to me, and they were really happy I was there for track. They really enjoyed it. They said, you know, this was really funny, it was fun. You know, in the past, the track meets, like, I know you ruined the relay race, but, like, we have another relay race coming up. But we really enjoyed, like, this was really fun, and we got back on the bus joking about the day and all the things, and we had a really nice time, and that was my track meet. Yeah. 18th place. Yeah, 18th place. <laughs> hey, 18 out of 10. I think in my memory I was like, it was 15th, right? And then my back of the head was like, come on, be real, it was 18th. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get another and, uh, giant cookie leaving? <laughs> no, I didn't. I actually think I, they, uh, they tried to in the... The assistant gym teacher was, like, angry about it. Your your friends were really happy you were there. That gym coach was not <laughs> yeah, happy. gym coach was not happy. The other schools were not happy. No, no, no. no. <laughs> and that, that's one of those things that when you're in the moment, your friends think it's hysterical. Yeah. But if you don't know the kid knocking down hurdles... Oh, wait. Not funny. I sort of left out. The other funny thing about this is because I came on the team last minute... I was wearing an extra small tank top the entire time I was doing all this. I should have mentioned that earlier, but it was just funny. My friends seeing me with like, it was like a corset tight and short tank shorts. And short shorts, just doing all this. So I will say, for all those track people who were saying I wasn't taking it seriously enough and offended, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I wasn't taking it seriously, seriously enough. <laughs> but I was there when you're 14. You know, I worked so hard in sports for so, so many things, basketball, and I think at, I was getting to a point where I was thinking, I just kind of want to have fun with this. I dedicated so much time to sports, and that was great, but I missed having so much fun, and that was a, a fun day, and I think that's what sports should really be about. Yeah, I mean, and also, you know, just to rag more and track and all this stuff, because I don't really care, <laughs> yeah. is if they wanted people to have fun, they should put this all together and make some sport where we're, we're running and jumping over hurdles. Oh, watch out, he's going to throw a, throw a large <laughs> yeah. shot, but you got to duck. You know, if this was all combined, That's true. instead of making each thing individual, bring it all together, bring the people together, more giant cookies, then we got <laughs> something we can watch every year. That's Everyone knows how boring these sports are. That's yeah. why you can only wait like, oh, well, this will be good to watch in four years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I really have to defend track right now? <laughs> Please. Track, if, if is, you the, have track is, is the boring part of every great sport. Yeah, track. They take the piece of track and say, oh, we can work with this and make a better sport. Baseball figured it out. You know what? Why shouldn't we allow this after a hit? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to this. <laughs> but I'm just saying with, with track, what I love about track is the build-up. You know, 
Usain Bolt is going to win. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the, the race is only a minute. It's, a, it's, a, it's a four years of build-up for one minute. As Sparks was saying, it's like, you know, getting with that, that girl you've been wanting to get with. That was a long build-up for... One, only one minute. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so my moral of the story is kids out there, if there's any young kids doing this, uh, if you want to take this seriously to... And because it gives you a feeling of whatever you're looking for, you have a hole in your life that you want to feel <laughs> teamwork or sportsmanship, and I you're really looking for sports no for that. Kids are listening. <laughs> then do it. But if the uh, if you want your childhood to be fun, maybe mine was to an extreme, but realize that's why you're doing sports, and that's what's so great about it. Yeah, and also we all know what holds most true is first is the worst, second is the best. Mm -hmm. Third is the one with the treasure chest. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome back. So uh, now you know uh, my life experiences that have shaped me into the person I am today. This is the first of many stories we might hear from you. Uh, yeah, and many future stories we might all share together. Uh, I got a little sappy question. <laughs> sappy? Hi, we're here with Sarah Tiana, a very funny comedian. You can find her on Brad Paisley's Comedy Rodeo, currently on Netflix, and her podcast, Fried. Thanks for being here, Sarah. Yeah, thank you for having me. So, did you, uh, are you more of someone who likes to play sports or watch sports, would you say? <laughs> well, well, when you get older, uh, you're definitely more of a watcher. Um... <laughs> I definitely, I played sports in high school, but that was about it. And then I play on, like, the comedy store softball team. But, you know, comedians aren't really that organized, so we haven't played in a couple of years. Uh, so now definitely much more of an observer and uh, critic on Twitter, I, uh, even though yeah. I have no skills. <laughs> I've seen that. And all, what sports did you play in high school? I played softball and basketball. I ran track a little bit, and then... Um, uh, I played soccer one year, but that was only because I had a crush on the guy on the team. I'm not really a big fan of that sport. <laughs> and the and so watching, I know from your Twitter, is it? Are you? I know you're a big football person. Is that your number one sport to watch? Yeah, I'd say the NFL. I'm a big Falcons fan, so that's um, that's been a tough year, but uh, still a fan. Um, even though you know that loss of the Super Bowl kind of felt like finding out my dad has another family. Like, it's just, just am pretty devastating, and I don't really trust them anymore. Yeah. So you're from Georgia, right? Georgia girl, yeah. I went to UGA. I didn't graduate from there. I graduated from another college, but still a big Bulldogs fan and a big Braves fan. Did the, uh, yeah, I know the Falcons. Well, I'm looking at it more this year. It's like the comeback year. Do you see they had, what, Matt Ryan on this Gatorade commercial about how he's like, I'm working hard for the new year. No, but that's also what he was doing all last season because we had that 14 and two season and then uh, we had a bad year uh, where I think we only won seven games uh, in 2015 and so in 2016 you know he's like I'm more you know he's like I'm more focused than ever and then we we're like oh my gosh he really is and then that happened so now I'm like well I don't know how much harder you can have, like now you just have to work harder to get over the mental aspect of feeling like you're a joke or feeling like you're just a huge failure. Well, I have to do that every morning when I wake up. So, you know, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, 
The um. Yeah, it's a hurdle. Who was when you were growing up? Did you have a favorite athlete? Who was who was your? I feel like everyone has one when they were you know kind of teenage years that it was like their team's their favorite athlete. I was always Dale Murphy um, until Chipper Jones came mm-hmm. to the team, and then you know like as a girl you just be all in love with Chipper Jones, and that was also fierce. I went to the World Series and um, and won. So that was, you know, so he became one of my favorite players of all time. And just, I, I, I'm, everybody loves a franchise player, you know what I mean? Like someone who's with the team the whole time. I always hated Derek Jeter until I saw the two of them talking one time, Chipper and him, during an all-star game. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess I don't have to hate them. And then when A-Rod came on the Yankees and, they were like, "Hey, that's gonna be the captain." I was like, "What? No, Jackie!" <laughs> As if I cared at all. Well, it's also—it's also funny. You—I'm a Mets fan, so I—you know—I hate Chipper Jones, but you know, he's—he's he's one of the best ever. David is a Yankees fan, so we're—I think we're on very different pages on this. Very <laughs> different pages for baseball, yeah. Oh my god, very different. Like the most different. <laughs> that's a huge rivalry. Yeah. But I'm I'm excited for the Braves coming up. They have the the new stadium and it's it's getting exciting again, you know. Well, also the Falcons are getting a new stadium, yeah, yeah, right? Yep, the Falcons have a new stadium. The Braves have a new one. The Braves are in a rebuilding decade. Uh, that's what we're calling it because um, it's been rebuilding for at least ten years already. So, um, yeah, I don't know when that's going to be done. But yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see the Falcons one. Like, hopefully, they just have crowd noise automatically pumped in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, do you have a favorite uh, sports movie? Ooh, favorite sports movie. I mean, Major League probably is my favorite. Uh, I love Major League. Well, also, like, I felt like John Rocker was kind of our wild thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> we always. He's still my favorite relief pitcher of all time. I mean, he's not my favorite person of all time, but he was an amazing, he was an amazing closer. I like that you can separate the player from their personality, though. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like what you have to do with Bill Belichick, right? You go like, well, he's an amazing coach. Not that charming. <laughs> but also, and uh, what did you think at all about the Major League sequels? <laughs> you know... It wasn't as good, but yeah. you know, it's fine. I mean, it's still, it's still not awful. But didn't they make like a third one? Yeah, yeah. it was like I think was it straight that to DVD was. or almost there? I don't know. Well, the plot line yeah, was the minor league it. team plays the major league team because Rick Vaughn and the Indians are sent down to the minor leagues. <laughs> it was a really weird plot line. <laughs> I, 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 it's also weird that you know it's so. Oh. <laughs> um, but also, I wow. feel like. Major League One's the best, and this is something personal, but the first 10 minutes of Major League Two, you think it's going to be better than the first one, and it's amazing. And then and the rest of the movie takes a different turn, but those first 10 minutes of Major League Two. So without further ado, so Sarah, what's your craziest, funniest, or most embarrassing sports story that's ever happened to you? Well, you know, I've had a bless- the blessing of working with a lot of athletes, um, throughout my career, just being a writer, you know, and, uh, the year before I wrote on the SBs, I was just, um, there, I think as a guest or something. And I ran into Matt Stafford. Now, if you call my cell phone, it says you reached there, Tiana and Matthew Stafford, please leave a message. Right. <laughs> and that, 
has been there for 10 years, like ever since he left Georgia and went into the league. And, um, you know, he's just always my favorite quarterback. And I just, it all kind of came about because I, um, my boyfriend and I had broken up. And then like six months later, I called him and like my name was still on the answering machine. And I was like, you can't just act like I live here when I don't. And um, <laughs> so I was like, well, I'll just put whoever's name I want on my answering machine. That makes sense. <laughs> and so I used to say Ashton Kutcher and then, when Matt Stafford came about, I was like, oh, I'm going to change it to Matthew Stafford. And what it really does is, like, during when I was dating, it would just really weed out the week, you know, because if guys <laughs> called, they were like, who, do you live with someone? And I'm like, all right, you're out. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> yes, I do, and I never want to speak to you again. So I, I'm i just, like, standing um, – I think I was just standing at this bar uh, at a party, and then my friend – then Matt Stafford and his girlfriend walk up, and she's like a total cock blocker, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. Like, she's so nice. So I was like, um, and so I was like, oh my God, you're Matt Stafford. Like, I just said that out loud as if he didn't know who he was. <laughs> and he's like, so taken aback because I just like shouted it in his face. Um, and he's like, yeah. And I was like, I went to the University of Georgia. Like, I can't stop. And he's like, oh, that's cool. He's being so nice and civilized. And I'm like, but I'm really old. I want my award. And he says, oh, during the Bobo years. And I had no idea what he was talking about because my brain yeah. wasn't functioning. And I was like, uh, yes. And then he walked away. Um, so that was super embarrassing, and I peed a little bit. Wait, um, what were what were the what the what years? The Bobo years. That was when Bobo was the quarterback um, oh. for Mike Bobo, who's now the he became the offensive coordinator. I don't even know if he still is the offensive coordinator, but he was the offensive coordinator when Mark Rick was there, and when Matt Stafford was the quarterback. Oh, okay. So anyway, it was just I had no idea. Like it was like. It's like I could, he was basically like, oh, during this time. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never <laughs> seen a football game. I was just trying to make a conversation. And uh, that's definitely how it came across, which is why he walked away. But he was so nice <laughs> to even indulge me that far. But um, Have you ever seen him since? No. <laughs> I've never even seen him at the ESPYs again, so I don't know if I have anything to do with that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't remember it at all. But it was it was uh, for me it was super traumatic because it's like meeting your heroes, right? Yeah. But then I did get to, but I think one of the best experiences I ever had um, was last year um, on the Rob Lowe roast. I was a writer for the Rob Lowe roast, so I produced Peyton Manning. Oh. So I, you know, basically put his whole script together and just tried to make him look like um, the funniest, best one on that road. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was great. Yeah. You did a very good job. <laughs> is, it, is it ever frustrating when athletes to, uh, have such great comedic timing? Yeah, because you're like, wait, you're not allowed to have more than one skill. Um, was it more frustrating when they have great comedic timing or when they have no comedic timing and they ruin your jokes? <laughs> Which one's more frustrating? Well, yeah, I'd much, I'd much rather have 
him have good timing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, like I said, they always say don't meet your heroes, and I was really nervous about meeting him and working with him. And you know what? Like, I have this great image of him um, in my head just because, like I said, when I was at Georgia, he was at Tennessee, but I still really lo- loved him as a quarterback. And him and I are the same age, and I just felt <laughs> like I've always just kind of had this, like, SEC love for him. And Once you start work- working with him, it maybe makes Matt Stafford jealous, you know? I like, uh, you know? That's probably a good point. I didn't think about that. I should have had him contact them i'm sure they all have each other's phone numbers like quarterbacks how many nationwide jokes did you have ready to pitch to peyton manning well it was my idea for him to sing the theme of it so we had a lot of different variations of it and it could have really gone in so many different places but we we ended up um putting it at the beginning where he just sang like david spade is dumb and short or whatever um (laughs) So that was just kind of like this easy, fun one. And he's just such a, like, sweet guy. He, his, I don't know if you noticed, but his section was really clean and there was no cursing. And he even, you know, took out, like, the word, like, douchebag and we changed it to idiot, you know, just stuff like that. Um, where he was just like, you know, like, I want my kids to be able to watch this, you know, yeah. whatever it is. So he's as, he's like as wholesome as, as he is we think you know <laughs> yeah super frustrating i guess <laughs> he really is and um he i even like sent him uh an email afterwards just thanking him and i told him i was willing to send him jokes anytime he was in the booth or needed anything or if he just needed to win an argument with his wife and <laughs> he, he wrote me back immediately and he thank you so much you were so you know he was very complimentary and thankful to me which he did not have to do so he was really good and uh he was a good sport about all the jokes um which I told him I was like you know when people make jokes about you make sure you laugh if you really hate the joke laugh harder (laughs) and uh, he did a really good job of that he did uh, such a great job and um thanks for having me on and best of luck with this and thanks for um yeah thanks for letting me talk no thank thank <laughs> you for telling me those stories were great and so um thank you again sarah tiana her comedy special the brad paisley comedy rodeo is on netflix and she has a new podcast called fried that's um yeah it's a john reap it's a southern based podcast it's all about things in the south so thank you guys so much and uh have a great day Wow, I just I just want to thank everyone. I want to thank Lifehouse, Arcade Fire. I want to thank Bono. Been here, Danny Glover. Am I right? What, what are you doing? Uh, I, I I don't know. I just I just those are the people I wanted to thank. Just wanted to thank those people. Well, I wanted to thank Sarah Tiana for being on the podcast. It's a good one too. <laughs> thank you to all our first hosts. I want to thank Lauren. Mm-hmm. Who's Lauren? You know, Lauren Jacobs. Lauren Jacobs. Yep. Once thank yep. Lauren Jacobs. Oh, that's, yep, that's all, all right, I want to thank. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Great. We'll see you next time. <laughs>